I can't believe we made it. We made it to another year. We made it through a lot. I made it through a lot. 2022 was definitely interesting. And, and I honestly mean that. I think we always say it's been a hell of a year, but I think for me personally, I raise my hand and say 2023 was definitely interesting. 2022 was definitely interesting. Um, I took some notes down. Things I want to talk about, things I want to say. But first and foremost, let me announce what it even, you know, what it is that I'm even doing. Um, let me announce kind of all the all the people thus far that have volunteered and say, I will support you in this odd but fun idea. And uh, and then we'll hop in. The first thing I want to say is this 2022 wrap-up, end of year wrap-up kind of content around all things employee experience, DEI, people, leadership. Um, your individual disciplines within leadership. I'm excited to talk about this with a multitude of people because I'm, I'm looking to gather multiple points of views. I'm looking to gather multiple perspectives. I'm looking. I'm looking to gather. Um, I'm looking to get deep this time. I think a lot of the content that I've put out with guests inevitably it's hard you know and i've done it don't get me wrong i've done it with galen i've done it with michael i've done i mean there's there's plenty of people that have done it with where we've gotten really tactical and deep but with this particular segment i really want to know what's been happening in individuals lives in, in 2022 and i want them to honestly and deeply reflect i want to hear some of my guests potentially get a little bit upset get a little bit vulnerable get a little bit irritable if they need to. And, and what I mean by that is I don't mean that in an odd or negative way. I mean that in a way where I believe all of us in this people world wear our hearts on our sleeves to a certain extent, but I'm quite sure whether we're ahead of people internally, whether we're a speaker, a writer, a consultant in the people space, uh, a, a CEO of a, a people-based a people consulting firm or, or product, I'm sure there are things that we've wanted to say, things that are bothering us in the world of business that's connected to people, that's connected to leadership, that's connected to all of these, these factors, I'm sure there's things that we wanna, I'm sure there's things that we wanna say in a way that may, that may put us in a situation where we're even more vulnerable, even more honest, pretty much spitting out the raw truth. So that's kind of what I want. I want the raw truth from every single guest around all things people. And I wanna reflect on 2022, I want to I want to talk about the good, the, the bad, the ugly, and then I want to pivot over to 2023. And then in between, we can just discuss a bunch of different shit, <laughs> to be honest, pardon my French. And um, next thing you know, there's 45 minutes pass in the, in the episode and and we'll have an opportunity to uh, to get to know each other better and, and, and present some really cool ideas to the world. So I'm going to start off by, you know, representing and, and, and mentioning the guests that officially have signed up um so so my guy ed who is a leadership coach ed everett's i may be pronouncing your last name wrong if i am i love you and i'm sorry because you've helped me out and you've been a, a colleague and a, and a friend and a mentor so i appreciate you but 
let's just call you my guy, Ed, here until I confirm the last name. Um, I've, I think I've been on his podcast two times now. Um, he's helped me out tremendously. He's someone that I respect. Um, and he's a great leadership coach. He's a great team coach. He's a, he's a great business strategist. Um, he's an author as well. Um, he's someone that should be and, and um, is respected. So, you know, I'm excited to talk to him. And I'm excited to understand some of, some of his thoughts, perspectives, insights. And he actually sent me over a list already. So I'll do a little bit of a sneak peek. First topic that he presented was uh, taking ownership of the next steps in your career. Building self-awareness, you know, around um, pluses and minuses or your personal pluses and minuses. That's interesting. He talks about brave work. He talks about focusing on the... Uh, on, 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 on persistence, focusing on future focuses and flexibility and, and focusing on power and practice. He talks about um, what conversation are you avoiding that is, um, that is not helping you? That's a very interesting question as well. What conversation are you avoiding that is not helping you? That's interesting. So I'm excited to talk to Ed. He's one of the, uh, one of the folks here that have signed up. Let me see who else. Uh, we have a Trigger Bogan as well who I've actually been having conversations with from a, from a completely different angle, but he commented on the post or I may have tagged him and I'm excited about that as well. Um, and, you know, this will be actually be my first time speaking to him. So I'm, I'm pretty thrilled to, to do so. Um, we have Nat Natalie Hugen or Hagen. Um, again, if I butch butchered your name, I genuinely apologize. Um, she's over there at Amazon Fresh, I believe it is which is dope. Love Amazon Fresh. And uh, she's going to be covering some DEI perspectives as well. We have a Damon Cooper. We have a Sarah, Sarah Morgan. We have, um, you know, we have a, a Nessa Fike. You know, we have um, Angela R. Howard, who was, you know, someone that I've done some business with, someone that I've done content with, someone that I've collaborated with, someone that I, I know pretty personally. So, those are some folks that I'm having coming onto the podcast. I am very grateful for you. I am blessed to um, to know you, to have you in my life, and to and every, anyone, everyone else. I know I'm probably missing a few names as well. I think I'm going to have, think I'm think I'm going to have maybe eight or nine people, and I'll roll them all out. And this will be the first episode, so there will probably be ten of them, eight of them, nine of them, whatever the case is going to be, and. Um, yeah, so that's the topic of what we're doing and how we're going to kind of roll it out. And I just want to get everyone's opinion, everyone's perspective. Um, everyone knows me, very minimal editing. So if what I'm, what you're hearing right now is going to be out within the next hour. So I'll probably wrap this up in 20 minutes, 30 minutes. The next thing you know, it's going to be out literally within four minutes of that moment. Um, so we're going to get these out fast. We're probably going to drop them all at the same time, potentially. I'm not sure yet. And then hopefully everyone can agree to, um, to, uh, share, share their, uh, share their episodes as well. Cause I want, I want to honestly get this moment captured. I want to genuinely know what Angela's thinking, what Andy's thinking, what, what Ed's thinking, um, what Michelle's thinking, what Melissa's thinking, um, what everyone's thinking. I want to know what everyone's honestly thinking. I want to know what everyone's honestly feeling. Um, and I want to, and I want to understand. I want to look at the parallels. I want to look at the consistent factors of them. I want to look at the trends and the threads. But I also want to hear what's different. 
I want to hear different points of views on how individuals are looking at 2023. That's a very interesting factor as well with the looming or pending or current recession that we're in. Or just the way that organizations are going to be shifting and navigating themselves based off of just where I think professionals in the workforce is today and what people have to say about that and everything else in between. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I'm happy. Shout out to Randeep as well. Um, there's a really interesting project with her that's going to be coming up here soon. Um, I'll drop a little. Actually, I'll talk about. I'll talk about diversion. Yeah, I'll talk about diversion a little bit later. But um, I'm getting ADD. I'm getting distracted. The punchline is, my name's Anthony. We all call me AJ. So let's move on from there. That is what I'm doing with the podcast. I'm bringing on those guests. We're all going to share it. We're all going to provide our thoughts, our perspectives. And yeah, that's it. Today's going to be the first one. All right, let's see what we have here. So the first topic that I wrote down for myself is the thoughts on all my projects this year. This year has been interesting, project-wise, business-wise. I think I'll start... I'll start with Beyond Brand. My thoughts on Beyond Brand. Um, <clears throat> Beyond Brand. I'm, I'm struggling to put Beyond Brand in words. So Beyond Brand started the year off very well. I had a friend who's still a friend, a colleague, someone that I was doing a little bit of coaching and consulting with that presented Beyond Brand a really interesting opportunity to take a scrappy service and for the first time, make that service a little bit more clean. Um, that was an opportunity where the business itself made more money than it had ever made within one client. We were positioned to work with three different departments. We were positioned to um, just do a lot of good work and, and be with the company for a few weeks um, in a way that we hadn't done prior. I think with that level of attention, that level of care, that level of structure. Um, and for those that are listening and don't even know what Beyond Brand is, I have plenty of topics on it, but I'll just give you literally the 12 second and I promise I won't rant. Um, Beyond Brand is a company, is a communications consulting and facilitation firm, if you will, with a product element. Um, our entire job is to extract the operational truths and realities from companies, from departments, from the leaders of those departments, things that are updated, thoughts that are updated, perspectives that are updated, policies that are updated, realities that are updated now, current. So for instance, what we really do is we sit down with a department leader, we unpack about 25 to 30 different categories and questions and topics, and we understand from that leader what's actually happening in this company from an alignment perspective. If we want to gain more alignment, what do you want to share with your team members? What do we need to extract from you as a leader that we can push and communicate to, to your people? And so we, we have an ability to, to build an online website that lasts for, that has an unlimited timetable to it, um, an application they can log into where the content is uploaded. 
And we're able to build these websites where it holds and stores this internal communication website, if you will, that can put this information in front of talent at any given time. So talent at 1130 at night can go and watch a video that explains their leader breaking down decision-making, their leader breaking down their new updated thoughts on certain policies, their leader breaking down their new updated thoughts on how much their leader is going to be available and visible and there for you from learning and development and there for you around performance management and how performance management systems and processes may change and why and just allowing the leader to finally give an update on what is actually happening in this culture. So we, so we help the company document that. We have a third-party facilitator that facilitates all of that information. And that person's been trained, the, the categories and the topics have been researched and have been very thoughtful. Um, the process takes two weeks and we, we produce content that is really meaningful for both the organization because we build retrospectives for them and the employees because the information we're able to extract is truth, is honest, is raw, is real. And, that, and that's all that we need and that's all that we ask. And so that is what Beyond Brand is. That was definitely more than 45 seconds. I definitely ranted. That was objectively like six minutes, <laughs> but we're moving on. Um, Beyond Brand, to sum it up, has had an interesting year. So we had the biggest client we've ever had, thankful to Rasha, Thankful to Brian and his team. Thankful to Heather. Thankful to um, thankful to the whole team. Thank you, thank you. Uh, thankful to Marie. Um, thankful to my wife Sydney. Thankful to my mother. Thankful to you know we got an eight person team over there. So thank you to everybody there. Thank you to everyone that's been there for me in the in the Beyond Brand journey. Um, so that's highlight number one, biggest deal ever went well. Highlight number two, we almost completed an acquisition. Uh, and maybe we can talk about that later, but, um, what we were going to really be integrated in white labeled at a really, really meaningful way. Um, that almost happened. And that actually got my mind moving even more about how to productize beyond brand and how to do all these different things for a, API and integration perspective and different partners we should be having. Um, I think I got sharper this year with Beyond Brand on the categories. I really do actually. Like actually I'm gonna pull up some categories in real time. Like this is, get comfortable. This is, this is gonna be, this is gonna be one of those shows. This is gonna be one of those shows where we're gonna look at the clock and it's like 49 minutes later. And I've been talking the entire time. So go get a. I don't know what you need to go get some coffee, some tea, some sugar, whatever you need to go do, go do it because get comfortable. We're going to be talking. I, you know, had a couple, couple sips of wine. So I'm, I'm definitely feeling, definitely feeling um, comfortable, <laughs> ready to be transparent. So, so the, the beyond brand categories, I just want to go over a few. I mean, we, we deeply research these, these categories and these questions and we do our best and we probably should get a, a copy person on the team soon here that can make sure the, the, the question structures are phrased in a way that can really activate the mind quickly. So let me give you an example. 
Can you walk us through how often, this is a question that our facilitator would be asking a leader. Can you walk us through how often you hope your direct reports update? See, this is a, see the copy's already messed up. Let me see if I can do it again. Can you walk us through how, how often you hope your direct reports update their KPIs and OKRs proactively without you asking? I don't love that question, but I know why that question was there. That's interesting. I've been a part of sales teams where even the even individual contributor sales uh, sales representatives, not even leaders, are there is a subconscious demand to to have your sales leads, your sales, your account managers, your salespeople proactively tell you what the updated OKRs and KPIs are. I've been a part of cultures like that, phenomenal cultures. So when I ask this question, I believe it's a question that, that will activate the mind of that manager. So if there's a manager listening to this question with one of my facilitators, and we ask this question, the first thing that may come to mind is, well, do I even want them updating their own KPIs and their KRs? Do I believe they can even do that? If they were to do that, what would what would happen? How, what would it look like? How would it be structured? Do, do we have enough? Do we have enough? Do they have enough understanding of how the OKRs and the KPIs that are connected to the role was even how how would how it was even crafted, how it was even structured? Like these are questions and themes that will come to mind that we want to extract. Let me try to see if I can find a better one here. That one was not great. I'll admit that one. That was not perfect. Um, let me see here. Autonomy versus micromanagement. Can you walk us through how your direct reports can establish more autonomy? Can you also walk us through reasons why you may micromanage for the next six months? And I ended it weird. Um, this is interesting. This is interesting because. And, and for anyone that may be listening as well, I want to be vulnerable and say I deal with I deal with severe ADD, which actually has when I read out loud, it's a little bit choppy and sounds weird and off. Um, so please don't make fun of me or please don't wonder why it sounds that way. It's just something I deal with. So moving on. But I'll read it again, though, just so you all can get comfortable with the style. Autonomy versus micromanagement. Right. Can you walk us through how your direct reports can establish more autonomy? Can you also walk us through how the reason behind micromanaging elements of your relationship, of the relationship you have with your direct reports? So I think I love this question. If we're asking this question to a team leader of six and the other person listening are the six people of that team leader and they hear their team leader say, Autonomy versus market management, huh? Can I walk you through how my direct reports can establish more trust? And if the facilitator on our team is good, which I'm assuming they will be, because I hired them and put them there, they're going to start to facilitate and unpack how that leader is thinking about autonomy and micromanagement. That person is going to start coming up with examples. That person is going to start being vulnerable and honest. That person may say, well, you know what? Right now, if I'm being really honest with you, Anthony, I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to be like, yeah, please be honest. They're going to be like, right now, I don't know what the next six months of this business model looks like. And what I mean by this business model, I don't, I don't mean financially. I don't want to scare anyone. I mean, 
the things in this industry product-wise are shifting so much, we're going to need to really take a strong pivot and get more curious, be a little bit more fluid, not be so rigid. And if that's going to be okay, if that's going to be something we're doing, people would think I would actually be having more autonomy. I'm actually going to have to double down into micromanagement because every single time there's an innovative idea, I'm going to have to jump on and, and attack it and try to find the, the, the nuances, the keys, the extractions, because I'm a leader here. So if we need to innovate our marketing strategy and our communications publicly, if we need to innovate our, our channel partnership strategy, if we need to innovate our product, I need my teams to go out there and find new ideas and ways to do it. And, so, and I, have to, I have to micromanage them to make sure that it gets done with the level of depth and clarity that I need. Now, if that works out and we get into a good space six months from now, which I fully expect us to do, I'll definitely start being a little, little bit more flexible and, and, and provide a little bit more, little bit more autonomy and with these certain, these certain roles and these certain priorities. And here's the reason why. And so uh, if you're seeing what I'm saying, these questions are designed where I want the leaders to really just get comfortable and answer them honestly and reference things and, and talk about examples and, and, and give concepts and ideas. And, and I want them to give their people a real chance of understanding and knowing how to work with the leader the best. I want to give the leaders a chance to finally say, hey, I'm an employee here too. I would love to appreciate and love my job. I am not always, I don't always have to be stressed out. I don't always have to be this way. I don't always have to be so unclear with my expectation settings or, or, or things that I expect in, or around performance or, or like, there are so many things that it doesn't have to be this way. Because here's, here's the punchline of what Beyond Brand is built around. If there's eight people in a team and three of them are unsure about certain elements of L&D or role support or role performance or expectations or, or um, leadership DNA or communication or feedback or, or their career mapping or where they stand in the, in the leader's eyes. And you know, if, they're, if they're unsure about certain factors that are going to impact their day-to-day -day ability to perform and do their work in moments, they're not gonna be happy. And if they're not happy, then we need to find a way to, to, to tackle and understand and give those three people information that will get them to understand at least. What I learned from Gary Vee is just building simple empathy can, 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 can drive your anxiety, can drive your uncomfortability, can drive your sadness, can drive your confusion down and stabilize it a bit because you're building real empathy. If I don't understand why my wife does something and then she does it and I get angry at the fact that I don't even know why she did it and I get angry at the fact of what she did do. If I can remove the understanding why she did it and actually do understand that, that's gonna save me 50% of my energy. I'm like, okay, maybe I don't agree with what she did, but I, I, I kind of see where that came from. I have empathy for that. That's what we need to build between leaders and, and teams. At least understand your people. At least your people need to understand you. And at least let's start this relationship off on the right foot. Let's get realigned. So that's kind of what we're doing with Beyond Brand.
to close it out there as well, uh, Beyond Brand raised some funds this year. So that was really cool. Um, Beyond Brand restructured some programs. So that was really cool. And Beyond Brand is something I still believe in. I'm excited about it. You know, I'm hoping to have a strong 2023 year Beyond Brand. And um, yeah, that's all I got to say. See you later, Beyond Brand. Um, some other projects this year that I was proud of. I was proud of my speaking career this year as well. Um, that's picked up as well. I'm, I'm excited about that. I think I, I think I did like eight keynotes this year. Um, paid as well. That never hurts. Uh, wife will tell you that. Um, and speaking to speaking to higher level leaders, executives, individuals, people that 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 really hold some real title, and that really have some 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 power in this space. And they want to learn and hear from me. So that's, that's interesting. And it's, and it's fun. Um, the, this podcast this year has been incredibly interesting. We, you know, we're, we're, we're approaching 700 episodes, um, which is wild to think about. Um, we are, we are definitely in a position where the, and I'll give you some numbers too. We're, we're, we're approaching 30,000 individual, um, like legitimate, not only subscribers, but people that have episodes downloaded in their cellular devices, right? So what a lot of people don't know, and, and I, I love and shout out to Anchor for being able to track this, the distribution platform that I utilize. A lot of people look at streams with podcasts, streams a month. Definitely look at the consistency of how, how much someone's listening to the podcast, definitely. Then you can go to, okay, how many streams are happening per episode? Definitely look at that. What a lot of people don't actually look at, how many people downloaded the actual podcast itself, meaning all the episodes that ever come out for that podcast and download it into their phone, right? And have it actually there. How many people do that for podcasts? To have 25, to be within 25,000 devices is something I'm proud of. It's something I can stand on. It's something that I'm excited about. Something that I worked very hard this year to try to, I, I, think, I think we may have jumped up 10,000 this year, 15,000 maybe, maybe not that high. Maybe 5,000, I'm not sure. We definitely, made, we, we definitely jumped up a few hundred percent based off of Spotify and Anchor and, and Apple's data and some other things that we looked into. Um, I think the I think I think I got my 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 solo episode groove back as well. Um, I'm excited that I started doing some guests recently. Probably had 15 guests on this podcast within like the last nine days. Um, what else am I excited about? Um, the work I did with MindStand, shout out to Michael. Thank you for everything. Mike, MindStand was great for my career, was great for my learning, was great for great for the world. Um, and I'll have Michael on the podcast. What else did we do this year? Um, Beyond Resume did pretty decent this year as well. Didn't work with clients at scale, but worked with some really solid clients. Worked with a good solid 30 clients this year. Which I'm, I'm proud of them. And, and I'm proud of myself because I was really able to, to sharpen. And you know what? Just talking off the cuff, Beyond Brand, Beyond Resume, rather, is definitely one of those companies that I probably should try to 
productized. And I think I just came across something that's kind of like a productized version of it already that um, I'm excited about. But um, proud of you, Brian Resume. You did good. What else? Uh, thank you to Rob and, and Braden with, with Almost Insight. Uh, that happened this year as well. That's super exciting. And let me give Almost Insight a legitimate plug here. Almost Insight is a human capability tool. There are it pretty much in a very simple way measures behaviors, measures capabilities of human beings, of employees, of team members, of leaders, of people, and takes that data, gives you a report, allows you to genuinely understand who you have at your disposal, whether that's a recruiting, whether that's your current people current now, whether that's in developing leadership plans, assessing leaders, assessing who people are right now, contextual to where the company is going from a roadmap perspective, um, talent acquisition, as I've said, with recruiting, um, DE&I as well, removing a lot of bias uh, and opinion out of the facts. Um, it's a measurement tool. It's amazing. It's AI, I love it. It's effective. Um, and then, you know, they're with Deloitte. That's dope as well. And then what's been happening there is I love how Braden and Rob, the relationship there, the product, the opportunity, the, the, the strategy that we have, the innovations that we've made, the learnings that we've had. Um, shout out to Karen as well. Um, shout out to Grubhub as well. So it's been, it's been interesting. We're going to learn. We're going to learn. We're going we're gonna to have a strong 2023 year with, with Almost Insight. And I'm excited about that. Couple more. Um, thank you to Benny and Chris. Really great opportunity there. Um, phenomenal company, phenomenal opportunity. Learned a lot in a short period of time. And uh, I guess that's it, business wise. Yeah. Um, I I had a I had a strong back end of the year. Um. Had a, yeah, I had a strong back end of the year. I had a slow middle and fast beginning also. Um, I, I know I could have worked harder or smarter, um, but I think I had a lot of thinking I did this year. And I think, I think, I don't fucking think, I know. And oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Shouldn't have cursed there. It's the last time I'll curse. I apologize. Um, I don't think, though, I know that where I am today, um, where I am today is really aligned for where, where, I, where I need to be for a good 10, 10 to 12 year stretch, where I am today as a potential sales executive or a partnerships executive or these uh, the leader of these companies as they continue to grow and try to make their try to make their way to the big leagues or the speaking or the podcast just where I am within the world of people I'm happy with I think my dream of being a head of people has not died it's changed the timing of it's changed um I think if I were to be a head of people I would have to start a company or invest in a company make it big enough that when they need a head of people, I just inject myself in it. Because the type of head of people that I would be would have to be 
at a certain at a certain scale at a certain growth at a certain period of of, of the company's existence um yeah that's what would have to happen with that so so look that's my bet my background on background no that's my thoughts on this year and the projects that happened this year um, i'm proud of all of them thank you to all of you that that worked with me this year um this year I, this is the most money i've made i think i've made the most money this year since i was since i was younger um and what i mean by younger everyone that knows this podcast you know my story and how i started my career um and I look to do big things. You know, I look to I look to speak more next year. I look to stabilize some brands. I look to be inside of a company full time. Um, I look to maintain projects. I look to expand my horizon. I look to write more. Again, I miss writing. I need to write more. I look to consider what I want to do with this podcast. And I and I look and I look to potentially. And I'll just throw it out here. I'm looking to potentially get into the newsletter business because I don't think there's a newsletter. I don't think there's a reliable, cool, fun newsletter in the HR space for 28 to 40, for, for 28 to 45 year olds. I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't think it exists. A cool newsletter, podcast, media business with a YouTube station, like a full content play. That just covers all things people, but like in a fun, dope way that attracts the employees, that attract the managers, that attract the CEOs, the founders, that attracts probably even sports teams from like a leadership perspective, the ball players, like some cool shit. I think it can happen. I think like the bar stool of HR. The bar stool of HR crushed it. Great idea. Objectively, the bar stool of HR. Like, um, It can happen, the complex of HR, like something like that. If anyone knows of those two ideas or terms or, or mediums, um, the Joe Rogan of HR, but not really, because that would be weird. But you, you get the point that I'm trying to make. Like, I really think there, there can be a strong, and the email newsletter place, because number one, it's a very, the email newsletter business, which I've learned from um, Sam, for my first million, he he uh, he sold his email newsletter business uh, to ooh, uh, it's a CRM company. Uh, I don't know who he sold it to, but he sold his email newsletter to someone. His partner on the podcast have done a couple email newsletters um, and made some good money. Email newsletter business is interesting. Because if you can get someone to pay eight to twelve dollars per month consistently, and you can get, and you can get, let's say twelve, and you can get three hundred and fifty thousand people a month, like, like here's the question. Let's just do this real time. How many people do we think would listen to a cool bar stool of HR? conversation about all things hr but that, that provides real good information but it's cool and it's fun um do i think there's a hundred thousand of them out there no let's start small do i think there's seventy five thousand of them out there yes i do so if that case that i probably have to charge them like 18 bucks 
that'd be 1.3 million per month times 12 months. That's 16 million. At a $16 million business, that's nothing but a newsletter, literally written words and podcast layered in. That's cool. That's fun. That's interesting for the HR space. It's, it has, it's, it's not done. It's not done. And then once it builds enough base, layer in an event business on top of it that makes another $3 million a year, you can easily make a $25 million business just in content in the HR space. Do like two events a year, crush them, have like rappers and singers and, and, and rock stars come out, have comedians come out. Um, follow like what Gary Vaynerchuk's done. Like, I think, I think I just, oh God, I think I just came up with another idea. I think this is something, this is a big one. This, this is something I'd have to take a big chunk out of. Like I, I take a big bite out of it. Like I'd have to stabilize the job situation and chip away at this behind the scenes and like literally only this in the podcast for like two years and pray. But it's something that's worth doing. I do believe 75,000 leaders in business per year, people that are, that desire to learn more about all topics, neuroscience, leadership, strategic leadership, change management, DE&I, employee experience, people operations, traditional HR, tactical HR, recruiting, communications, internal comms, um, uh, or you know, leadership and the psychology behind leadership. Um, so many topics. Like there's so many I could I could just keep rattling, like employer branding, like there's so many topics out here. You know what I mean? Like internal communal. I think I've said that already, but like there, there could be a business model that's created that way. I do believe that. So those are my projects this year. Those are things that I care about. Those are my thoughts. Let's move on to the second topic here. Uh, what's three things I've learned about myself? Um, sorry, I, I paused because I'm listening. Out. My mother's staying with me here for a couple of days. Um, three things that I've learned about myself this year. Um, It's a good one. Three things that I've learned about myself. I, I learned that I'm not as good as I thought I was. I'll be honest. I thought I was better than what I, than what I am in certain categories of life. I was humbled this year in a couple of different ways, which is good. The second thing I learned is... Um, Mental health is mental health is interesting. Had a rough year with my mental health this year. Had a couple had a couple vulnerable moments with my wife and my mother. Um, the heart was heavy this year for sure. And the third thing that I probably let me give you a positive one. The third thing that I've learned this year. The power of focus. When I really paid close attention to doing something that I knew would be right for the heart, for the mind, for others, for 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 the for the things that I wanted to accomplish, when I really focused on something good, 
some really good things happen, <laughs> right? Um, I got married this year, made the most money I've ever made this year, built great relationships this year, learned so much this year, appreciated so much this year, loved so much this year, was loved so much this year, supported so much this year, cared for so much this year. So much good. What are three things that I've learned about this industry and my expertise? Um, number one, HR tech is really, really interesting. I'm becoming very obsessed. And I'm realizing that partnerships is really my jam. Being able to like sell it and get excited about it's really my jam. And also really getting getting excited at helping helping craft and restructure restructure the the essence the energy the the the, the strategic direction of product is something that i found very interesting and learned about myself this year um i've learned that i'm really good at sales as I always knew, but I'm willing to say it now. Um, I, I've learned that I still think that I'm really good at people's strategy from a high level to a mid level. Um, I think I'm good at building out the right relationships. Um, yeah, so I just got a random call. Uh, so you won't notice in this audio, but I did just pause. So I totally forgot what I was talking about, but I believe I was ending and wrapping up the three things that I've learned. Um, I'm sorry about that because I don't remember what I was saying, but, um, what I can say is this year was great. This year was great. This year was interesting. This year was lots of learning. This year was, um, I think, or maybe, maybe it was that I talked about the head of people stuff. I'm not sure. Um, but this year was good. This year was different. And I'm looking at my dog here. This year was different. This year was uh, confusing to say the least as well. There were more, I'll say this. There were more decisions in this space that I think I've started to look at a little bit differently than I think I would have before. I think I was, and don't get me wrong, I'm still heavily people first, employees first, but there are definitely parts about the work that I am trying to analyze a little bit more. Like uh, here's one example, you know, leaders are employees as well. And a lot of people don't understand that. They're employees as well. They want to enjoy the experience as well. And I think what I was starting to do a bit is everything that I was building from a technology perspective, from a service perspective, from a framework perspective, from a methodology perspective was so heavily geared towards the employee at times that it would make it very difficult for the leader to do their part and maintain their mental health and maintain their sanity during the process. 
And so everything that I've started to create and what I've realized that and what I've thought I've learned this year has been, it needs to be equally as impactful to the employee as it is to the leader in the organization, equally, and has have the same level of impact on both sides as well. Let's move on. Um, everyone always asks me this question, so I figured for this little little end of year wrap up, I, I'd, I'd answer this. You know, everyone says Anthony, AJ. You know, where did this all come from? It really came from Gary V. Seven years ago, seven six years ago, I started hearing Gary Gary V. dive really deep into Claude Silver, the Chief Heart Officer, excuse me, and his points of views on HR his points of views on how to go about leadership, his points of views on hiring, his points of views on compensation, his points of views on policy, his points of views on uh, just how to treat your employees and treat your partners and treat people. And, and the way that he kept it so simple and practical, if you ever notice in my content and my communication style about it, yeah, it can get a little dynamic and tricky and, 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 and wordy, but for the most part, it's really simple and straightforward and, and, and practical and logical. And, 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 and the times that I get the most angry is when people veer away from logic and common sense. <laughs> like if you ever wanna see me get upset, it's when you're completely veering away from common sense and logic and doing something that is significantly towards the brand and significantly towards saving, saving your butt and the job where you could probably lean over a little bit more in the middle and, and, and do what's right and be fair on both sides, right? Um, so shout out to Gary V. He's been great. He's the reason why I got, in, got into, he's the reason why I got into it as deep as I did seven years ago. Like he's the reason why I dove at it from a, a content speaking, strategic communication point of view of it. And you know, Claude was the, Claude was the literal framework of what I wanted to be as a head of people. You know, Claude, the structure of her role was very, was very heady, very strategic based, very communications based, um, very, very thought leadership based, very pie in the sky. I have a team of really great subject matter experts that I can trust. Like I, I can really, really, really trust them. So I'm gonna know just enough to be dangerous, but whatever they say, I'm gonna lean on and agree and appreciate. That is a difference that I've learned. I've also learned that. I'm on a roll now, let's go, let's go. I found it again. Here's the fire. Something that a lot of people don't think about, I believe in this, here's the good old saying. You understand how to do something really, really good until you can teach it to someone else. And then that can make you and deem you a leader or a manager. I don't believe that's accurate. And I believe Claude Silver is a perfect example of that. I believe Gary Vaynerchuk is a perfect example of that. But I'll stick with Claude because Gary's a little bit gray. Claude came from sales. Claude came from sales. I'll say it again. I'll say it slowly. Claude like 50 years old, 45 years old, 40 years old. Sorry if I butchered your age at that period of time, Claude. No matter how old she is, seasoned in her career, Claude, after a 15, let's say, stellar year, years of work, was an executive at VaynerMedia in like the communications and sales space. 
right? And she over-indexed it on the people side of the business with her own individual teams. And when this role was needed, Gary thought about it and she took the opportunity, but she's having every single HR people and person and leader report to her. See, she is the CHRO, but she's pie in the sky. She's high level. She never spent more than like, she, she is not a, she is not someone that is perfect at writing a job description. She's never been a generalist. She's never dove into compliance. She's never written a handbook. She's never put together a performance review process from scratch. She's never been the one managing an HRIS system. But you know what she's great at? She's great at building the philosophies and the methodologies that support compensation, that support the JD, that support the structure of a, of, of a role of, of leadership, leadership rubrics, of internal comms, of recruiting, of employer branding, of what we're going to do to support certain movements, certain, certain identities in America today, our DEI strategy. And you know what she does? And you know what Gary did? Gary gave her enough cash, gave her enough support, gave her enough love to build out a rock star team. So, and I've always said this. If, if anyone's listening, you want to give me the perfect head of people job, give me the job I just explained, but I'll, I'll, I'll explain it even deeper. Give my people, give me, if, if you're a 200 person company, give me the following roles. Let me, let me be the Claude. Let me be Bill, Bill Belichick. Let me be the coach. Let me get a great finance person to join our team to make sure that we stay in budget and that we get scrappy and, and strategic with how we spend our cash in the people sector. Let me get like a fractional C CFO with a people mindset. Let me get a tactical seasoned co-CHRO that has been a CHRO for let's say 20 years that really, really knows certain things and let's find out what they over-index in. Let's find out what they really love, what their career was really about and make sure that that complements me very well and that complements what we need and let's plug them in. Give me, give me four generalists. Give me a few recruiters that are really, really solid, that have been there, that have done that, that have built out things, that have um, developed things from scratch. And then give me someone to focus just on doing beyond brand internally, doing beyond resume internally, and doing a combination of holding 101s. Doing one-on-ones with the employees while I do personally, while I personally do one-on-ones with all management and review the data of what the employees are saying about the team, about the culture, about all the things in that individual department. That's the team. You let me do that, I will be your guy. And then my entire day would look like strategically updating, rearranging, restructuring, partnering, working together, project managing, every single piece of the HR part, of the people part, 
our internal comm strategy, our recruiting strategy, our recruiting communication strategy, our leadership leadership rubrics, our policies, our processes, the, the, the technology that we bring to the company, the ROI that we're expecting to get from the technology, um, um, the performance review side of things, the performance management side of things, uh, so many things. That's how I would love the role to be structured. I really would. I would love it. Um, let's speed up here and let's, let's get out of here. Um, who's someone I admired that has influenced me to love the world of people and culture? I actually just brought it up, Gary Vee, but if I had to give another one. Um, another person. Uh, who's inspired me, really? I got it. Jason Freed. Jason Freed and what he does with 37 Signals needs to be respected. I know he had a weird moment during the, the, the height of the Black Lives Matter movement and some other things um, and COVID and you know whatever, but if you really go back and dig and really understand his history, listen to his podcast, listen to a lot of what he's doing, um, he's... He's someone that is well-versed and has built really great cultures very simply and has really over-indexed it and, 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 and has been very innovative on the financial part of it, on the workflow part of it, on the interviewing part of it, on the retention part of it. It's really interesting. So that's probably my answer there. Um, what are my focuses in 2023? Focuses in 2023 are going to look like the following that we'll get out of here. Uh, the first focus is going to be um, being a great husband. Yeah, that's my first focus. Second focus is going to be stabilization of life even more. I think that's a focus and a priority that I think we we all as humans probably pay some attention to. The third focus is going to be heavy, heavy, heavy levels of experience and wins in 2023. I want to win a lot. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. I want to, I want to win a lot in 2023. I want to win a lot. I want to, I want to learn a lot. I want to impact a lot. I want to feel, I want to feel a lot. I want to see a lot of stuff happen. I want to see a lot of mistakes happen on the sales side, on the partnership side, on the product side. I want to see a lot of employees go through different changes. I want to learn a lot. I want to, I want to talk to, to talk to leaders. I want to, I want to see brands make pivots. I want to, I want to be a part of those pivots. I want to, I want to be in the, in the mix. I want to, I want to, I want to walk from 2023 with three years of knowledge in one year and experience and movement and speed. I want to get back to that. I felt like I had that in 2019 and 2021, 2022. Like I said, it was off and on. Um, but I really appreciate all of you for listening. This is my this is my wrap up here. I'll edit this up, share it. Please share it to whoever you like to. I think all of my guests are definitely going to do the same as well. So as always, just a few thoughts, just a few perspectives. Um, I'm delighted to share all these thoughts, ideas, concepts, insights, and I probably ranted, get over it. I, I said a lot of good stuff, so just wait and, and, and wait and listen and 
hear it out. And then actually, if you're listening to this right now, that means you've actually got to the end. So you've already gone through it. So why give you even more if, if you don't need to hear it? So love you. Appreciate you. We'll talk soon.